It's time to get all set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics with your hosts, Scott Williams and Jeff Trailer. When I hear the coffee brewing, I think, what the heck we doing? Because I got barely any sleep last night. As the diaper bag I pack with hot wheels, dollies, and some snacks, I say, oh, pray there'll be a seat in the cry room this time. It's all right, because I'm all set for Sunday. It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for Sunday Welcome to All Set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics to be a little more prepared for Sunday Mass. My name is Scott Williams. My co-host is Jeff, Jeff Trailer. Trailer. We did it again. Yes. <laughs> you... Just take the words right out of my mouth. Oh, and what beautiful words they are. My name. Yes. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Taylor. Um, it's not it. Just kidding. It's trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, our guest today is Father Peter Marshall. Hello, Father. Hello. Father Peter. Always glad to be here. Always yes. nice to have our, uh, I guess, like, you are, you have canonical authority over our building. I do. Yes. We're in your deanery so I come, or your boundaries. That's so why I come here for, for recording so I yeah. can inspect. Yes. Yeah. Check for the demons. Right. Things like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it is always nice to have our canonical vicar here with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Are those real words? Canonical. Those vicar? are both words. <laughs> <laughs> they're both real words. I don't <laughs> know if together they're a real. What will we, what will we use to describe your authority? Canonical pastor. Canonical pastor. Yes. Yeah. There you go. You have the care for our souls while you you are at work. Yes, yes, yes. Thank since, you. Since neither of you live uh, in my canonical territory, I feel interestingly enough, neither of us also live in our own pastor's no. canonical <laughs> territories. So, do you not live in? No, Barnabas stops at County Line, uh, just a smidge outside. Actually, yeah, it's interesting uh, for a guy who spent a whole lot of time harassing me about that. Right. <laughs> hey, listen, I don't drive past several churches to go to church. Mm-hmm. It's true. Just go to the one that I go to. Hmm. Just, I just choose to drive in a specific direction. <laughs> yes, that's that's accurate. But I was a founding member of the one that I'm in. It's true. But there's just only so many changes you can make in a certain period of time, and we hit that limit. Um, and I'm not I'm not bashing. <laughs> that's anyone. not canonical. <laughs> so speaking of can- canons, mm. the canons of scripture. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw us into. The next segment. Did you get that transition? Canon, like canon, like my arm is a cannon. Oh, you went. You were going arm. I yeah, was like, a, like, like a baseball, a, like a baseball reference. Fire us into. Okay, mm. got mm. it. Anyways, two minute drill. <laughs> sure. Base from a baseball <laughs> reference to a football reference. That was so out of left field. Am I right? <laughs> there it is. Just a bit outside. All right, I'm going to need a rocket. <laughs> 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Uh, we start off start off with a little song, a little ditty mm-hmm. about Isaiah. Hats for bats. Hats <laughs> Stop. Keep. All right. Have you ever seen Major League Fathers? No. Such a good movie. This is... You won't recognize any of the... Nope, you won't get quotes. any of these references then. But, That's maybe, right. but after the podcast is over, we're just going to turn on this TV and sit here. All right. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. All right. Uh, a little ditty, Isaiah's singing. He's singing this song, sharing with the people. 
he's specifically focused on this analogy of if you plant a uh, vineyard and you plant your good grapes for making your wine, and then you go to look at your crop of grapes, and instead of what you did and intended, there's just wild grapes anywhere, which I'm presuming from how this is written, you can't make wine with. And more so that not only are they wild grapes, but they've busted through the walls and spread out all over the place and trashed things and made a hot mess. That's Isaiah's description of what the people of Judah are doing to God, that he planted some really great grapes and then they've gone wild. Um, and he tells them, heads up, judgment is coming. Sounds like a country song. It does a little <laughs> bit. It does a little bit. There's a dog and a pickup truck and some wild grapes. And, yeah. um, and an American flag and all of those things. All right. The response to Psalm where we've been in a big vineyard push the last few weeks. Like mm-hmm. we see a lot of themes in right. scripture, but like the theme just has been vineyard for like three or four weeks here. Uh, the vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. That's Psalm uh, 80 verse nine. Uh, so the vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel is our response to Psalm. I wouldn't put that in a banger category, no. a little bit of a mumbler. Um, but, but also it's got some key elements that like people know when you hear house, People just, I think, start saying House of Israel and things like that. So, um, yeah. And then the second reading, second reading comes from Philippians. In this letter to the Philippians, uh, Paul is telling us to not have anxiety, not worry, that Christ will help fill our minds. He'll help calm us. And and basically, he says, like, if you're struggling, if you are stressing out, just, like, this is a great list. This is one that people should just follow in general. Whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely gracious what is in excellence what is worthy of praise think about those things just basically paul has just given us the description of like god's happy place go to god's happy place Mm. close your eyes think of all those good things if you do that you'll make the putt and you yes you it's a different movie that's happy gilmore um and then i have seen that movie the god of peace will be with you yeah chubbs only had one hand all right the gospel reading then comes from Matthew chapter 21, 33 to 43. It's a good one. It's every week. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. There it is again. again, Put a hedge around it, dug in a wine press and built a tower. Then he leased it to his tenants and went on a journey. When the vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants and one they beat Another they killed, a third they stoned. Again, he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, he will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, did you ever read the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, but the Lord has the, but by the Lord has this been done and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What'd you think, Father? How'd Jeff do? Pretty good. Yeah. Good. Do you like I'll this take gospel? Pretty good. Yeah. 
Uh, it's dark. It? Yeah. Right. A little, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. So yeah. Some guys. We killed right. and beat them. Let's get some more guys. Let's kill and beat them. I just imagine like pitchforks and things on fire. Yeah. Even at the end of the gospel there, when they say, well, what will happen when he goes to them himself? I'm like, well, he's probably going to get killed or beaten. Like, unless he's bringing some real force with him. It seems like these tenants have a real MO here. Right. Well, he's got a watchtower. Is that helpful? Well, the tenants have the watchtower. Right. Oh, I thought he built it. But built in it the vineyard, gave it to the tenants. Yeah, but maybe there's like an underground tunnel to get to the watchtower. Yeah, maybe. Then, then he's up in a watchtower. What is he going to do? He's going to throw things at the throw thing. But he has to get those things up to the watchtower without them noticing. There's a hidden compartment. A hidden compartment for yeah. the things that you throw. Yeah, like a what are those things called? Like the slingshots. <laughs> I think. I mean, there wasn't guns. I think no, those are called slingshots. Yes. Yeah. Those things. Pew, pew. <laughs> and he this dug is... a wine press. So obviously, like, there's already been some digging. Maybe there's already a tunnel. Father, could you save this podcast? Right <laughs> <now>? <laughs> so, I, I mean, one of the things I think about the darkness of this gospel is the tunnel. Tunnels are dark. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't have electricity. So <laughs> I can't save it if you won't work with me. <laughs> Uh, but I think like, it, so the parable is about us, that we are the tenants. God has given us earth and creation and uh, the kingdom, the responsibility for continuing to build up the kingdom that he has uh, started with Christ. But we are the tenants who refuse to give back to God what is just, Right. And in fact, our sins are like the murdering of the landlord's son. And that, like, that's the stark confrontation that we have to face. And, and is that Jesus? Yeah. No, because Jesus is the one telling the story. Never mind. Well, well, no, but it is Jesus. Okay. Because the the father is the, the landowner here. And Got it. Yeah. When there's really a reality of like, those early servants being prophets and exactly. the people who came and were rejected. And so this right. is him foreshadowing his own death. Yes. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Glad you're here. I now, I also now know how the landowner is going to win that fight because he's, he's God. God. <laughs> 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 I didn't anticipate raining down fire, right? <laughs> but it makes more sense now. Yeah. All right. And that's and that follows on the the story, the the analogy that Isaiah uses in the first reading, right? That there it's it's kind of limited to the people of Israel, the chosen people, but in the gospel it's it's broader, it's the church. And in the first analogy, Isaiah is talking about how we, we've just let the the vineyard go wild right. and ruined it. It almost feels worse if we're like, no, we we kept bit. it really nice, and we did, and, and but we're just going to take advantage right. of all of those things for ourselves, not right. for the person who did all of the work to give us this. It's kind of the difference between laziness and selfishness or thievery. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I've had I've been really confused the last few weeks on gospels. You just you just you brought that home real fast. Yeah. yeah, thanks. But what do we do with it now? What's this mean today? Well, yeah, how I, do I tell my kids? Don't. Don't murder the stop stoning people yeah. stop stoning the service i think uh so i think the question is like are we conscious of uh giving back to god 
what he deserves, what is rightfully his? Are we consciously working with God, in other words, or are we uh, working against God? And uh, that's the challenge for us. Are we following God's invitation to be wise and faithful uh, stewards, or are we trying to just keep everything to ourselves and uh, live closed up in a little vineyard? So what are ways that we can do that? Is this like a tithing conversation? I, I think, like, what do we want to give back to God in this? Ooh, you're going to go get that money this week? <laughs> I think tithing. If you open your bulletin to the... Is part of it's that time budget. for the United Catholic Appeal. <laughs> we just finished our, uh, our annual uh, stewardship renewal at the parish. Um, but I think tithing is part of it. But it's also like... Sunday mass attendance. Are we, uh, are, you know, I tell, particularly I tell young people in the confessional, if they confess that they're not going to Sunday mass, that Sunday mass attendance is justice. God has given us everything. And in return, he asks for us to go to mass on Sunday. Hmm. And so we're giving to him what he deserves. Uh, I, I think though, also it's, it's a, examination of our conscience in a in a much more uh, squishy way to say what aspects of our life have we kind of built a fence around and said this is mine it, it's not really God's and it could be it could be very in some ways very innocuous things like um, I don't have time to pray because, first thing in the morning I get up and I do my fantasy football league and that takes up my private time instead of mm. prayer or um, I don't have time to uh, I don't invite anybody to come to church with me because uh, my uh, shame is too great my embarrassment is too great and that that's not worth giving up to God it's yeah. it's mine does that make sense yeah I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're given this beautiful thing by God and we can grow the fruit of that and just enjoy it ourselves. Right. Or we can share it with others. Right. And, and open that door or give it back to him more importantly. Right? right. Whether that's tithing or whether that's, I mean, there's a, a connection in my brain to like, you know, to our talents and the gifts that we're given, not talents, yeah. like, you know, the way of measuring. Things, right. But, um, but like, what are our gifts? What are the things that we're sharing? How are we, you know, hiding our, right? how are we hiding our lamp of, or our light of, you know, under a bushel basket versus turning around and shining that out? Yeah. All those, all those fun little connections. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? I mean, Did we do it? Is there more? Yeah. Are you preaching this weekend? Even? I am. You are? Yeah. I am. Nice. Well, you usually say like, I was going to say, what's your homework? Yeah, either homework or like sometimes you'll like repeat a phrase during the homily several times so that it sticks in our brain. Have you thought of what that is? I haven't thought of a phrase yet. Um, I think the homework might be to, um, uh, so I always like to say, to point out how we ought to give thanks, right? Like I think that often we are not mindfully grateful. And so, uh, and I think like, being called to work in God's vineyard is like an honor, right? Like mm -hmm. he did not have to call us. He did not have to make us coworkers. We ought to be grateful that God 
loves us enough to elevate us to be coworkers in the vineyard. But then that's uh, like the gospel from a couple of weeks ago, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, to say, are we, uh, what might we be holding back? How might we this week be like uh, the bad tenants and need to repent? Hmm. So something along those lines. Okay. Obviously, I have to narrow it down so that it fits in my uh, kind of short homily frame time. I was I was trying to think of phrases you could say in here, and I thought you should just start saying "Go to your happy place" because I think. Right. <laughs> but then it did make me realize that, like, I know that they do this on purpose, and I'm always surprised by it when we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. But that second reading, like, he's describing the vineyard. He's yes. describing that, like, that is the happy place where the right. things. Are if we think true. on yeah, these yeah. things our mindset will not be holding back from the the landowner. Yeah. All right. Should we do dumb questions now? I'm in. Cool. Let's do it. Dumb questions, Father. All right. You ready? I'm ready. I asked this question last week. Who do we have here last week? I don't remember, but I... Father um, James? No, it was uh, Father Dufresne. Father Dufresne. Yes. Uh, Father Dufresne was here. I asked this question. I thought it was a good one. We might go on one. This might be one of those ones I streak for a little while. Yeah. Uh, we are, it is October now. Right. Right. So we have a crop across our country, a crop of new priests who have been in their assignments seemingly since about July. Right. Right. They're in these new assignments getting settled. Some of them even in their first time as pastor. Yeah. So for a new priest, first time as pastor in a place three pieces of advice you'd give. What are the three things you would tell them that will help them be a better pastor, but also will just help them in their own sanity and their own, yeah. you know, balance. And what are three, three pieces of advice you'd give? Uh, be patient with yourself. Like, uh, that's any- how, that sounds like a guy who's pretty hard on himself. <laughs> uh, any, any time we move, like psychologically, we know that any move is a difficult transition and um, you're not going to be uh, at the top of your game for a bit. And so settle in and mm-hmm. be patient with yourself. You don't have to know everything yet. Um, and uh, so be patient with yourself. I think... The second thing is um, always start as as you intend to go on. And uh, so if there is uh, a need for a boundary in your time or in your space or something like that to make sure that you get that set up, um, because if you start and then try to implement a boundary, it's much more difficult. But if you start with the boundary uh, in place, um, whether that be uh, how you celebrate mass or uh, that you don't take appointments on Saturday morning or whatever that is, get that in place uh, as quickly as possible. And and the people of God are good and generous and will respond well uh, to our clear kind of uh, talking about those things. Mm. And then three, I was going to say like, practically that makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of change happening when a new pastor comes in no matter what. Right. But if you, and you're right, I've seen it play out both ways. Like if you come in and just say, Hey, these are the changes I'm going to put in place. These are the things you're going to do. 
at least that's all happening at the same time. Right. People mm-hmm. will mumble and grumble and not everyone, unfortunately, will be a guest father. We need more clericalism. Right. But <laughs> um, but on the other side, if you come in and say, yeah, let's do whatever. And then right. later, it'll just feel like you're taking away. Exactly. Versus setting mm-hmm. that. I like that. Right. That's very, that's very good. Advice. Thank you. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Uh, and then the last thing I think is it, it's really important what is it that already you can see that you love about your assignment and your people and uh to to have something picked out that you can hold up uh and remind yourself regularly i i i often think there's nothing more sad than when i'm talking to other priests and all i hear is um complaining and disrespect about their people mm. our assignments are all challenging in their own ways and and lord knows i can grumble too but i, I what uh, no. but I, <laughs> like i try regularly to say honestly like i and, and it's true i love being at saint jude i love that parish and i love uh being their pastor and last week i wrote a letter about some um things that were going on in the parish and um it i it was easy for me to put out hey this is what we're doing really well and uh thank you for that and let's keep doing those things well nice it's even just a good like mental trick to like tell yourself okay anytime i am gonna grumble right i'm first i'm gonna say the things i love right even just mentally, that's a good reminder. Yes. Like, I feel yeah. strong. I feel confident. Right. I feel. <laughs> yeah. So you can start off every time and be like, "I am blessed to have Catholic concepts in my boundaries." That's right. Yes. But all of you parishioners, right. <laughs> that I'm the canonical vicar of. Yes. Yes. Canonical uh, pastor. Get it right. Um. There's the tape. Second thing. Uh, second dumb question. You have a new associate. You have a new associate since we were on last yeah. time. Uh, will you tell us about your new associate? Because uh, I know you've, you're really enjoying him. Yeah. So I wanted to wait until I knew you liked him before I asked you about him on the podcast. <laughs> Father Prakash, uh, he is a priest of the Diocese of Kalimpotai in India. Say that again. Kalimpotai. Mm, good job. Thank you've you. You've gotten really good at that. <laughs> he uh, he first came to the Archdiocese of Indianapolis as a seminarian. We have uh, a bit of an exchange program is not the right word because we don't send anybody to India, but we have a program where, uh, we do exchange like financial support. Yes. So, so the diocese Mm -hmm. in India sends two seminarians at a time and they study at St. Minerid and then they return home to be ordained as a priest and to serve for two years. And then they come back to serve for five years in the archdiocese of Indianapolis. And so, uh, Father Prakash uh, received the same education and formation as me and many most of our priests at St. Minard, and uh, now he's the parochial vicar at St. Jude, the associate pastor, and, uh, and is doing a great job. Uh, he's very cheerful and uh, very eager to serve, and um, I really enjoy him. So That's great. Yeah. Um, is he Was he at Minard when you were there? He was at Minard when I was on faculty. Okay. Yeah. So did you know him there? Yes. Or... Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it's nice to have that connection. Absolutely. So there's a museum in the Vatican. Yeah. <laughs> Next dumb question. Let's just, can we, okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, 
that is about the Popemobiles? Papal transportation. Papal transportation. Yes. And uh, this started because Context. I, yeah. I saw the sign <laughs> and I asked what was so holy about cars. And yeah. You you said it was the this Popemobile. Is, this is the sock of the history of the Popemobile. One of my new favorites, if not my favorite sock. I've always been very fascinated by the Popemobile. Yeah. I did not know that there is a museum. Yeah, really. So tomorrow I'm going to Rome. I'm going to call Father Kim <laughs> and ask him how to get there. And so in my in my opinion, the only two reasons to go to the Vatican museums are the Papal Transport Museum and the Sistine Chapel. Because you cannot get into the Sistine Chapel unless you go yeah. through the Vatican Museum. Mm. So yeah, they there, have this. There is like... The Vatican Museum is maybe the world's largest collection of just like beautiful things in history of the church. And Father Peter's like, listen, transportation right. in the chapel, everything else can buzz off. Well, like I mean, <laughs> it's like just it's acres and acres of paintings and statues, and it's overwhelming. And, and but you go outside into the garden and down to i think it used to be an old stables and uh there they have the papal transport museum mm. and it's carriages and the chairs they used to carry the pope in and a whole range of cars including uh the old grand page automobile uh sent to the pope as one of if not the first pope mobile ever the grand page made here in indiana shut the front door yeah that's awesome. I want to see cite your source. Uh, I want to see <laughs> a this. little card next to the uh, car in the Vatican Museum, but also uh, the descendants of the Graham family are still very involved in the Diocese of Evansville and major uh, supporters of St. Minor's. So, like a, a, it's like a custom car company in Evansville. Is that what it used to be? Used to be just an, just probably not custom, like an auto manufacturer. Right. And they made a. They were Catholic, I'm assuming, right. what you're saying, and they made a boat mobile. Um, okay. Scott's brain is ready to is about to explode. Are the like is it the same? <laughs> uh, was it like a like a bulletproof type thing? No, this no. was before right. bullets. Yeah. Probably like top of the sock. Okay. I mean, not before bullets, but before we were accustomed to people just kind of randomly shooting at world leaders. Yeah. Watchtower. And it came about because, you know, the Pope for a while was more or less confined to the Vatican after the uh, unification of Italy. And then in the late 1920s, mm -hmm. they signed a, uh, the Lateran Accords with uh, the civil government of Italy, and the Pope got to travel again. And so now he needed a car. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody from Indiana just said, well, let's give the Pope a car. Why not? All right. And now it gets hard. It's like the Knights of Columbus. Yes. They just give the Pope a ride all the time. Right. Isn't that true? What do you mean? I think so. The Knights of Columbus in the United States sponsors the air transport of the Pope. Oh. All right. Like anytime he flies anywhere, they cover the cost and sponsor that. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Get your insurance. Right. Yeah. All right. Pay, pay your dues. Pay your dues. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, anything I, it's else? Hard, no, it's hard to go anywhere from there. Right. <laughs> That's, it, it should be noted, like, there are 
Scott has like this incredible vision for our company. And then there are sometimes that there are things that are just in his head and he's like, I got to get this out. We got to make this thing. And so are you mobile socks was one of them. And, and it's awesome. Are these for sale on the website? They are. Okay. Sockrelogist.com slash Popemobile. I'm going to get you a complimentary pair All right. for your, the knowledge that you've shared. Right. That's, yeah. that's, that's great. <laughs> I got to find the people in Evansville and send them a pair. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you know who they are? I, I can give you the names that I know. That'd yeah. be great. All right. Cool. Thanks, Father. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. See ya. It's all right, cause I'm all set for. It's all right, cause I'm all set for. It's all right, cause I'm all set for Sunday.